I speak to you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas! Thank you for joining me and us this morning as we gather for a Sunday feast day and to celebrate the annual remembrance of the inbreaking of God into human history, the Christ Mass. Perhaps some of you were here last night as we lit candles to mark the birth of Christ, the entrance of the Christ light into the world. For many here today, perhaps you're not celebrating this holiday with young children, or perhaps like me, you were awake before 6 a.m. watching ribbons and paper fly about the room. Christmas joy comes in all shapes and sizes. And though this is not a holiday that belongs to children, they are often the target of the storytelling that takes place around Christian Christmas traditions. I myself am a big fan of reading and telling children's stories, and Christmas time is one of my favorite times to do this. One of the benefits of sharing stories with young people is the opportunity to do more than just tell the stick-figure version of Mary and Joseph making their way to Bethlehem. There's an opportunity to unpack what's happening there, a time to invite children and perhaps yourselves, those who are listening in, to use your theological imaginations to consider what the story means as you go along. This morning, I plan to offer you a Christmas homily that would speak to all God's children, including those of us who are young at heart. My words this morning may at times seem a little simple, but I invite you to join me in using our theological imaginations on this day of all days when we hear the Christmas story. At this time of the year, we are confronted everywhere we go with all sorts of Christmas stories. There are so many. White Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Die Hard. (laughs) With all of the stories that you hear from mom and dad, on TV, and at the movies, it can be hard to get past all the glitter and ribbon and blinking lights to remember a story of a much simpler time a long, long time ago. The first Christmas story is a very simple one. It's the story of Jesus' birth. And the great thing about all the stories that we hear about Jesus all year long is that they are stories about God's great love for each of us. Every story that we hear about the life of Jesus, when when he walked the earth as a human being, is grounded and surrounded in God's great, big, huge, holy love for us. Some of these stories are of Jesus talking with friends and eating and drinking together. Some of these stories are of those who touched Jesus or were touched by Jesus and received healing. 
Some stories talk about Jesus telling stories and teaching lessons to the people. In some, we hear about Jesus praying to God, asking for strength and help to do the work he was sent here to do. In some of these stories, we hear about Jesus' life and ministry here on earth, and he was pointing again and again to God's great big love for us throughout time and throughout history. Our gospel text for this morning points to this starting with, In the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. In the Matthew and Luke Christmas stories from our Gospels, there are stories about the day that Jesus was born. And this story also tells us about God's love for us and our invitation to be a part of that love for all of God's people. God loved us so much that a long, long time ago, he asked Mary to make room in her life in our world for a baby that she was not expecting. And God asked Joseph to make room in his life for this baby as well. They both agreed to take on this responsibility of caring for this child, to love it, to foster it, to give it a good home and a good upbringing, which wasn't much considering Joseph, which which was the best that they could offer, considering that Joseph was a carpenter. You would think that if God wanted a child to be cared for, one as special as Jesus, he might ask a great queen or king or a strong and powerful political leader or a highly educated priest or professor to care for it. But no, God believed in Mary and Joseph and God knew what God was doing. Mary and Joseph did care for the baby as best they could with what little they had. So little that the baby was born in a barn with all sorts of animals around. And the baby was greeted by shepherds, a despised lowly group of young men equivalent in power and privilege in this day and age to a custodian or a restaurant server. Regular, everyday folks were there to greet this newborn baby that God had sent into the world. A child born so that God himself might know what it was like to live in the human world as one of us. No one was wearing a special Christmas dress. There were no Christmas cookies yet, no shiny wrapped packages placed under a decorated tree. There were no blinking lights except for the beautiful stars shining in the night sky. All of the wonderful things that we do to get ourselves ready for Christmas, to remember the day of Jesus' birth, those traditions didn't even exist yet. Just a mother and a father and their newborn child. And God's great big love born into the world in a brand new way. Most of the stories we hear in the world around us are full of action, big picture, big adventure. 
But the story of the birth of our faith tradition, it's just a simple, little, quiet one. One that we can remember and be reminded of by looking at the stars in the sky, by looking into each other's eyes and saying, I love you, by saying to someone, I forgive you because I have received forgiveness. The baby that God asked Mary and Joseph to care for, the Jesus whose stories we tell again and again, they are reminders to us that we are loved with the great big heart of God. And that even when we get upset with a friend or with our parents or with our children or with the world around us, we are still made to give and receive love. Just like Mary and Joseph, God asks each one of us to allow love to be born into the world. How do we do that? By remembering the importance of learning and living Jesus' story and the stories of his life that we receive year-round by being willing to give away the kind of love that God has for us. And by sharing that love, expecting it and seeking it from those who we think have nothing to give back. Not those with great power, but those who are the most vulnerable in the world, the most in need of God's love, and sometimes the greatest reflections of God love, God's love to us in our own lives. To all of us who are here today, my Christmas, it, it, here and online, <laughs> my Christmas prayer for us and for this new year ahead of us is that we will remember that God's love was born into the world in the same way that we all came into this world that love can be born in us again and again. All we have to do is give it away and seek out those who are in the greatest need, those who have the least amount to give. Because that is how God did it with Mary and Joseph, and that is how God does it with each one of us faithfully. God and the world received the most wonderful gift of all in the life and love and resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.